And so the title of tonight's nightcap is Padre. I'm going to read a little bit of a story, a, a little short vignette sort of a thing that I wrote in my lunch break today. And I want to discuss that with you guys afterwards uh, because it is sort of a pilot for something that I'm thinking of writing, whether that's going to be uh, a novella or a script, um, possibly even a graphic novel, uh, depending on how that goes. So I would like uh, to hear all of your opinion on that. But before we do that, we'll go ahead and say hello and talk uh, with everyone else here in the chat room. But Boston Actress says, Long story short, I have no DMs in my profile for a reason. But yet, if I interact publicly with people, somehow I'm always dragged into, are you talking to my boyfriend? Like, no, I'm not interested with hooking up with anyone online. <laughs> you need to just start a new profile called, like, acne-ridden, Cheeto-smelly guy, and then fucking everybody would leave you alone. And you shouldn't have to, but I feel like that underscores an interesting point to a degree, which is everybody always says that all of the harassment online is all from guys. No, it's not. I'm not saying guys are innocent because they certainly aren't. They, there's some terrible fucking dudes out there, but there are also some repugnant fucking women out there as well. Um, two peas in the same pod. You know, the, the girls get jealous and start shit and do whatever. The guys are fucking pests. Just shitty behavior all around. It's terrible. Uh, she says, I just had a friend, I say friend loosely, send me a novel apologizing for a shitstorm that's coming my way. For fuck's sake. I mean, Boston actress, I gotta ask you, at a certain point, at a certain point, past a certain point, is a lot of that really worth the stress and seeming mental and emotional anguish that that continues to put on you in, I know we've talked about this in the past, but there comes a point where it's just like, look, as soon as somebody seems like they're starting to do any of that shit, it's just, I'm sorry, too much drama follows me on this account, blocked, bye. Or muted and just ignore them and never talk to them again. And, and, it, and, it, and it's sad and it sucks. That, and Bill, I'm curious to know your opinion on this, but way back in the early days of the internet, man, the amount of sniping and conniving and bullshit and backfighting and news groups and BBS boards and IRC and all the rest of that. You would have thought maybe that by now some of that would have fallen by the wayside, but it, <laughs> if anything... It's a hundred times worse than it ever was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of my other guys, the nicest guy in the world, was involved with that this morning. Some no-name dude, right? Some half-unintelligible, how dare you come at my friends and all this stuff. And one dude's, and, you know, and then does the, and, and you blocked me, and then unblocked me, and, and like... And he goes, dude, I unblocked you because I, I wanted to discuss something, but clearly given your behavior, you're not worth it. So you can just like go fuck off. Um, 
But Bill is correct when he says it's a systemic human nature problem. It's not ever going to change, ever. The only thing you can do is enforce your own boundaries. 100% gold, evergreen statement right there. Uh, you're going to start a new account make your profile. I'm not interested. I'm glad. Chris says, I'm glad I'm a ghost on social media. Yeah, but even that Boston actress, you, you, you realize why making an account that says, I'm not interested, you realize why that's doomed to failure, right? I mean, come on. The the only the only way to escape it is to do something that Flexology 101 and I talked about back in the day, which is to be beige. You have to just be bland. Don't ever say you're a man. Don't ever say you're a woman. Don't give any hint that you're an actor or like you have to be literally stale toast. Because bait, yeah, just like he says, it's gonna be bait. Not interested. Why does she say that? Oh, I bet you she's hot. Oh, I bet you she's a stud or a player or whatever. You know, you won't you won't get away. Um, and I'm. I, it sucks to have to even have this discussion to a certain degree. Yet again, uh, but 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 it's because, like Bill said, because it's bait. Because it's bait. Like the. The people that do that stuff, who either try to reinvent these accounts, they almost always end up getting found out. There was the one horror dude that did, that did this. He got found out because he doth protested too much against some stuff. And people were like, you know, you have a weird pattern of speech that's about... And then the way he connected the dot, and they're like, it's this guy. And then somebody found out, yep, that is this guy. And then he got fucking the pitchforks and torches treatment once again and had to shut that account down the only way to escape is if you're going to be there in that regard is to quote unquote truly be nobody uh krista says that she's glad she's a ghost you have to be something that just has no it's like a it's like a sweater if you have any thread for people to pull at they'll pull at it and it's incredible how easy it is for people to pick out who, oh, they're like, no, that's that person. Patterns in the way you type and the way you respond and a certain cadence. You know, and I remember back in the day on like AOL chat rooms and stuff like that. It was very easy to pick out, to pick that out. Hell, I even tried to keep a separate account to keep real life separate and it always bleeds through. Because you kind of are who you are, unless you're going to make a complete parody account and you're never going to talk about, like, talk, talk, it won't matter. It doesn't matter, Boston actress. I have no interest in hooking up online. Zero. I like chatting with everyone, but I'm not looking for anything more than that. It, it, I know. I understand that. Everyone else here, I think, in the chat room probably understands that. But what we're saying is, even if you made a new profile, and you said, yes, this is Stacy. Hey, just so everyone knows, I'm not interested. That's a challenge. You've laid a gauntlet down. And what do people like to do with challenges? Rise to the challenge, especially with the safety of the internet. The only way is you, I mean, start a Twitter account, call yourself the blue square and don't ever talk about who you are at all, ever in real life. And like, it sucks, but you're a charismatic person and you're an empathic person. So that's going to be a struggle for you. I'm not saying that you're like, doomed to harassment but like it's not unfortunately people are shitty like the 
I wish I had better advice in that regard. I, I, I certainly don't want you to just leave social media because, geez, I really value you on this channel. And I think you're a fantastically smart and intelligent and sweet person. So it'd be sad if you ghosted. But, like, that's rough. I mean, I, I had people, I'm not going to get into it, but I had people after me back in the day. It took a long time to kind of get away from that. Black Cat just posts a picture of a ghost. The paranormal episode is tomorrow, Black Cat, not today. You're a ghost in your own home? Do you walk around with like a sheet over your head going, Ooh, and then your roommates are just like, oh boy, sounds like there's another ghost in here. Hmm. <laughs> Chris just creeping along on the floor, touches one of their ankles. Oh, I think something just grabbed me. Oh man, must be haunted. Ooh. <laughs> but cheers to everyone out there. Guys should have seen the DM I just read. Holy God, it was a novel. The poor guy just took some time writing it. Just to warn you that some random woman has been watching my account. I'm like, okay, I hope she likes dogs. I mean, it, it sucks. I, I, I told you about some of the novels I got. Uh, some stuff, right? Even just about this show. Um, people can't... People can't accept and can't get past. I think at some point they become so conditioned to the idea that everyone else is looking to hook up and trade nudes and be creepy and be a pest and be a sleaze and don't trust anyone, don't do this and don't do that. And yeah, to a certain degree, maybe, but the flip side of that is yeah, but on the same token, some people aren't into any of that. Like, some people really just want to share memes and talk. And, like, I'm not looking for a soulmate here or whatever. Like, fucking... You know, and if I was, and if I was, I would be upfront about it. And I wouldn't be some backdoor creep about it either. Uh, Black Cat, you don't scare people off. Look at all the people who talk to you all the time. Can I clone you, BC? You just need Black Cat Poppy as her bodyguard. That's what you need. <clears throat> Bill, I'm curious to know. Do you have any old school shitstorm stories from the internet like that? I remember there was one way back in the day where there was um, an IRC channel with stuff that went on like that. And at one point, uh, a whole bunch of people got banned from this channel. And it was because they were quote-unquote trying to steal this girl's guy and turn everyone against, like, turn him against her. And people are like, what are you talking about? And as it turned out, there's one dude who's basically using, like, different shell accounts and whatever. And, like, it was all one dude that basically just trolled this chick and drove her fucking nuts. Um... DMs, no DMs is subtle, but to the point. But you have your DMs turned on. That's the problem. You say no DMs, but you have DMs turned on. I mean, come on, Krista, or uh, uh, Stacy. That's like, I'm, I'm going to say a thing, okay? And I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know people's pers perspective on this, okay? 
Bill, uh, hey, King Dinosaur, how you doing, man? Uh, Black Cat says, hi, King, you have a rough day? King, how'd your day go? Putting it mildly, uh-oh, what, uh, what happened, man? We're, we're playing vent, we're doing vent time, so if you have anything you want to vent, vent away. Bill says, lots of normal ones, nothing that's actually interesting, had a five-year online relationship when Twitter started, which was some dumbass shit. <laughs> yeah, you have to resist the temptation to respond at all. Uh, really, if you want to share, you've always wondered how that works. Uh, I did way back in the day. Um, but, okay, no, you have no DMs, right? <laughs> it fucking doesn't. Correct. He needs to vent the Mexican food he ate yesterday. No, you don't vent it. You distill it. You convert it. If you hold in diarrhea long enough, your body will convert it into farts, and then you'll have a regular solid poop. If you become the master of that technique, it does work. I've taught several people. Just sick with a stomach ache that kept you awake all night and had to make it through work today. Ooh, was it like an indigestion or something you ate, do you know? Or uh, just stomach just bugging you, bugging you. I've had days like that where like suddenly something just goes sour and I get like a headache from it. Ugh. Okay, but I want to know everybody's perspective about this, right? Everybody says, oh, when, you know, oh, if you're going to the bar or you're doing whatever, you know, wear, wear a wedding ring and that way guys will know that you're unavailable. I'm like, to who? The... The nice regular guys who wouldn't be a pest in the first place, sure. But do you think that really matters on the against the fucking scumbags? That doesn't work. It may work in certain foreign countries where that's like, oh, if you mess with a married woman and the dude finds out, like, they will shotgun you in the street and everybody will shrug their shoulders and go, eh. But like, I mean, I feel like that's the equivalent of the no DMs. Unless your DMs are truly turned off. That doesn't mean shit. They're going to DM you anyway. I mean, it's like... <laughs> I mean, that's like, yeah, no outside food or beverages. You know how many people I threw out because they brought in fucking food and beverages? I mean, fucking, yeah. So I, I'm not blaming you, Stacy. I don't want you to say the thing I'm blaming you, but like, it's subtle doesn't work. It doesn't matter. The asshole people are going to be assholes no matter what sign or thing or whatever you put on there. Some people just, that's their day. They like the fact that they made you upset. Some people, I think, truly get up in the morning and look for the first thing they can do to either get pissed off or piss some, someone else off. I don't know if you really missed it, King Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> King Dinosaur ate lightly. He doesn't know. Something that seems to happen every couple of months lately, the exact same thing, always at night. It sucks. That sounds like potential indigestion. Have you ever taken, like, uh, Zantac or anything like that for, for indigestion? That's what that sounds like to me. And it doesn't even necessarily have to burn. It can just make you feel sick. Uh, but you could get looked at. It might be an ulcer. And ulcers can be treated fairly easy, if you, especially if you catch them early. Uh, you pretty much ignore most DMs your friend have your phone number. I mean, why don't you just turn them off? Just, just turn them off. And then you could just, 
I mean, at, at that point, your friends will have contact information. So you could always turn them on just for a moment, say, DM me, and then turn them back off. And then just leave them off. And just say, nope, there are no DMs here. Sorry. I mean, you know you can turn them off altogether, correct? She can't see me for a freaking month. What? Well, go to a different doctor. Can you go to a different doctor, King? I had stuff like that. Like, I had that last year. And I told him, like, are you nuts? This is really, really bothering me. I can't wait a month to see this. How do I know I don't end up with some serious fucking condition in the, ca in the course of a month? Can you at least refer me to a different office or something or someone? Like, I can't wait a month. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, sorry. It's ridiculous. A month. Yeah, let me just disintegrate over the course of a month. That's good. Oh, oops. Turns out you had stomach cancer. Now you die because you waited too long. Oh, oops. Uh, turns out you had a tooth that was disintegrating in your mouth and now it's gone. Oops. Fucking a month. Get out of here. That's what I told him. Like, dude. Are you batshit crazy? Did you not listen to what I said when I called you? I'm in a horrendous amount of discomfort. <laughs> Believe it or not, sometimes you get cold reads from Twitter. That's why they're on. You mean, like, acting stuff? I mean, could you just put, hey, here's a, uh, just spin up a trash email box and just say business inquiries, send them to this email box? Typically, people aren't going to go through the hassle for it. And if they do, just don't reply. Just delete it, and then it just goes into the ether. And or you can just right-click them and say, just make rule, block sender. And then they just all go right in the trash, and you never have to fucking pay attention to them ever again. You're too... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty outrageous. You're too wiped out to really argue on the phone. I, I mean, I, I understand that, too. I'm just saying I, I will worry about you because you were a friend. And so I will worry that over the course of a month, that could be like, and I don't want you to be in discomfort. You should be able to get your rest. We talked about the importance of sleep. It's important to get your sleep. Boston actress, I just, I, I feel, I feel bad. I wish I, I had either better advice or knew something else that you could do, uh, other than just turning mean and just telling people where your replies just fuck off in an instant block. I don't know what else you can do. But again, this super, super nice guy, I'm not going to name names, but he's like the gentlest, most peaceful, nice guy. This dude fucking came at him. I'm like, what? After that guy? No. Sorry. I don't track, dude. But I know a lot of people, for example, YouTubers, a lot of YouTubers, especially these ASMR people, they have a thing that you have to click that then says for business inquiries. And then for business inquiries, they have that there. And then you have to type that in, obviously, into some email program and you send them an email message. And obviously, at that point, yeah, they can just block you. And then you would either have to spin up another email message or whatever. Uh, so at least that's a little bit easier. You could also, if you don't have a website, you could get up, you could spin up a website 
and just put contact information, go to, and then just have the website and just make it a static content site that just has a contact form. People have to fill and type in the contact form and click submit to then send you an email. Like if you put a little bit of things in there, like it, it's not, it's so easy on Twitter. They just click the little thing. Hey, fucking, I mean, my man. Imagine someone out there so pissed off right now thinking that I'm interested in their boyfriend. I mean, it makes me feel bad for them because it must be very frustrating, such a waste of energy if they only knew. I'm cordial publicly to him, but that's it. We don't even DM. I hate hearing from my friends go through rough times. I'm just going to be a bitch. But boss and actress, it's like bars. I mean, you see people at bars where a guy will go up, up to the bar and be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, excuse me, I'd like to order a drink. Oh, okay. And then the person smiles and nods and moves out of the way. And then the guy orders a drink and walks away. And then the boyfriend comes over and goes, I saw you talking to that guy. What are you talking for? And the next thing you know, there's a fight. I mean, it's no different. It's no fucking different. It's the same insecure, touchy, weak, whatever people who don't trust their partners. Now, maybe they've been cheated on before. And so they've got open wounds from that. It's not an excuse. But I'm just saying, it's no different than the shitty behavior you encounter in any other sort of public venue. I like to think of Twitter as the shittiest shithole bar you can think of that just houses like a million people in it. It's all of the worst fucking behavior. You got knocked out over something like that. Came to under the pool table. There, fucking King Dinosaur. Fucking, fucking comes right out with it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you looking at her... Boom! You're like, <laughs> I told her it looked like her shoelace was untied. Or, oh, she sat in gum. Fucking, ah, you were trying to sleep with my girl. Ah. Next thing you know, you're stabbed. Like, people have gotten shot over that. Like, let alone an angry DM. People have gotten fucking shot over that shit. Yeah, you've been there before. He had to be in the bathroom with you because he was so insecure. Hey, babe, uh, <laughs> you sure there's no one in the stall with you? You could be sucking a dick in there. <laughs> hold on, hold on, I'm, I'm coming under. Crawls under the stall, what the fuck? <laughs> coming into the bathroom. <laughs> Black Cat's Poppy just posts a sword. There we go. <laughs> coming into the bathroom. <laughs> oh my a god <laughs> yeah they literally had that one time this guy uh, this guy Angelo who, who was like this short little Italian dude who always always would get in fights with the you're flirting with him you talk with him or whatever and he goes to start this fight with this dude at this at, at, this is a fucking pool hall it's funny that you say that king dinosaur there's a pool hall was up uh before they closed actually they turned into really really shitty places but bef before they really fell uh into like bad neighborhood bad times we used to go to this pool hall place yeah this dude gets all bent out of shape we're like what's the fucking problem oh you know he's He's hitting on Annie. 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 Annie.
I was telling her that she got gum on her pants. And sure enough, she had gum on her pants. Well, why are you looking at her ass, though? It's no coincidence that wives and knives rhyme. And also girls and curls and boys and toys and men and uh other than hen and pen den but there, there are not a whole lot of other words that have gin men and gin that, that i mean i i guess Talking about in general kind of thing, meaning if you wasn't attached to my hip, you weren't close enough together. Oh, I thought you were talking literal. That was fucking hilarious. Well, I'm going with literal because that was way more funny. The idea of him going into the bathroom with you. Excuse me, you guys, you all have to get out of here. I have to be in here when she uses the restroom because there could be a dude hiding in here waiting. He could pounce. They could have a, a, a she thinks this is a safe zone that I'm not going to check. I'm going to check. There could be a man in her purse. Hey, open that purse. Aw, <laughs> oh, Black Cat. Black Cat, I often want to just give you the biggest hug. I had gum on my pants on a bus once when I stood up. I had gum on my pants on a bus once. And when I stopped, the strings of gum stretched for three feet. And then you were probably sad after you lost the gum strings. See, Boston actress, all you gotta do is start coming back to the show, and then, right, we'll make you feel better. That's what we do in this program. That's what we do. You couldn't have friends unless you liked them. That's, I mean, I get if you're like, dude, I really, this person I feel like is toxic behavior, they really get under my skin, but like, on the same token, to be like, no, I must like every one of your friends. Fucking, come on. Jesus. Not-so-subtle reminder that tomorrow we do have Stevie Hutnick here, a psychic and paranormal investigator. The show also starts an hour early, so tomorrow it will be a 10 p.m. Eastern nightcap. So if you have any other questions or things you want to ask, you can either send them to me ahead of time or just prepare to have those on hand for the live chat but yes, an hour earlier, an hour earlier, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's, I have it in the little title card here. Uh, Tuesday, June 15th, 10 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you stop by for that. Uh, I am excited for that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um so yeah, if you have any questions about that, uh, get those on tap. Um, she did make a Twitch account, so I think she will probably be watching the chat, might respond. I'm not quite sure if she's done a lot of live interviews like this before, but we shall see. It's always, uh, you know, it's going to be a chill time. You know me on the show. I like to keep things sort of loose. But podcast folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Okay, podcast folks, welcome back. The title of tonight's episode is Padre. And I didn't want to title the episode Dad, or Necessary Father, or whatever, and you'll understand why in a moment. But, I'd like to discuss the concept of a thing, and in discussing the concept of the thing, I would like to read you the little pilot-slash-vignette that I wrote for this. Uh, I wrote this on my lunch break today. It just hit me. Dude, I just got to get this out. Um, I had had this in mind for some time, but I never really put pen to paper for it. So I really want to read this out loud and hear what you guys want to think. I know, I love Boston Actress on panel. Chris, have you ever been here when she's been on? I like it. Everybody likes it. Plus, we can ask her to say stuff that's got a lot of, like, ARs and ORs, so you can hear her accent. King says, yes, I was hoping you'd read it. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate that. So, I'm going to momentarily, and I don't know if this really affects any of you guys at all, but I'm momentarily going to turn on slow mode while I read this out loud. Okay. The name and the title of this is... Okay. So, here we go. It was bad enough with the heartbreak. And she told him he could have anything he wanted. Because he had her heart. And you count up all the times you meet people in life. And it doesn't work out. And you find the right one. Everything is just right. And she felt like falling every day. And then... The image of him reduced to separating parts and a flash of fire as the van decimated him and its journalistic target. Bystander, him. Of course, no one knows anything and says anything and there's nothing anyone can prove other than there's just two bodies in the morgue and a walking zombie. (laughs) And it it was even more terrifying that she had to face his father man who never seemed to like her. He looked at her with frustration, disdain. No, no, never, ne- never good enough for his boy. You know, another Harlow, another slut, another distraction for a potential king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew how the conversation would go. Him sitting there on the porch in the rain, the cigar and the whiskey. She approached. She could feel those dark, glittering embers of anger fixing on her. He hated her. She knew it. And so she told him, She's just going to leave. Because what else was here? What what else is there to do here? So she waited, thinking maybe, you know, she she needed, like, more damage. It's like like a Mobius strip. Just take more punishment and and push through to, like, the other side. And and she hadn't anticipated his response. None of this... Is your fault, Jane, and I, I ain't, I ain't good with people. I never have been. In my life, I haven't, I haven't been a good man. I've done a lot of things no one should be proud of.
boy was the only thing I thought maybe I could be proud of. That I'd done right. So, oh, it's nothing against you. I, hell, in a way, I, I don't think anyone would have been good enough for him. I know I weren't. Well, I'm not. I'm not a smart man, but I, I, I tried flying straight. I really did. You were good to him. You made him happy. Uh, I figure. Figure that makes you something special. His mouth turned down like he just didn't know what other words to say, or how to say him. He turned to her with a bit of that sad smile frown. The question was on her lips, but she didn't say it a second time, since it sort of hung between them. But now, now what? He heard the non-words, and the moment of sadness passed like a drifting fog. The eyes were back, the hardness, cold, mean resolution. Kill him. All of them. That was the answer. And now she pressed the bar underneath burning muscles, sweat salty on her lips. She recalled the simple answer she gave back to her father-in-law. Okay, Dad. So <clears throat> that is meant to be sort of an intro uh, kind of opening sort of segment. Uh, a friend of mine that I've done uh, some writing and a little bit of uh, some short film production sort of stuff for a while. Um, wanted to, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about some different ideas for stories. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say fun, but fun. <laughs> um, hey, Dash V, good to see you. Dash V, uh, Dash V. Did a great tour of uh, his arcade room the other day. I am so impressed and so jealous of that arcade room. That is one of the coolest things I have ever fucking seen. Awesome job, man. Absolutely awesome. And I love that you're restoring and keeping that old arcade hardware alive. And I think it's awesome that you're learning how to repair and fix that stuff. Fucking hats off to you, brother. Um, King Dinosaur says, good shit, man. Uh, Krista replies with, wow, just wow, that was deep. Black Cat comments, really great, saw it all in my mind. And the idea here, so the friend of, I, the friend of mine that I've talked to, um, she has had uh, some issues in her life with loss, and uh, you know she used to do uh, martial arts and all that sort of stuff. She's by no means a, a pushover girl. You know, when we talked about a lot of this, and we talked about, we talked about the Hollywood, you need to write good female characters, and then people hold up J.J. Abrams and Joss Whedon as people who know how to write strong female characters, and they're fucking terrible. They're fucking god-awful. They're the fucking worst. And I'm always like, I don't know why they always follow, the, it's like every time there's a movie where they want to show 
a female being badass, a hard ass. It's like they all cut them from the exact same fucking cloth. And they do it with the male characters too. I'm just tired of it. So I'm trying to move this into a little bit of a side offshoot. I don't want to say like a different subgenre. Um, Dash says, thanks for stopping in. Pretty cool. Uh, read you just did. You say you write stories or scripts? Both. Um, I've only dabbled in some scripts. I'm still trying to get more familiar with that. Most of what I've written has been either, uh, you know, sort of short stories, prose, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm trying to do some script writing. I wrote a script for sort of a mini film uh, that we shot this last summer. Uh, we did some reshoots this past weekend for that. And uh, the principal photography is done. The rough cut editing is done. <clears throat> I have to review uh, some of the voiceovers uh, that we recorded for that. We may want to adjust some of that a little bit. But that will be done this year fairly soon. And uh, we are going to premiere that, I think, here on the stream. So uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. It was, man, seven, eight years rusty for me, uh, you know, maybe even longer. Uh, my my uh, writing and filming partner, she, it wasn't that much of a break for her, but even still, it was like four years. So it's kind of getting back into the swing of things. You know, we're trying some different techniques at the end. We're relearning some stuff. I mean, even just technology and the way that it's passed on. I mean, you saw what Dr. Perry Falls did with his phone. So some of the reshoots that we did this weekend, I used my phone. We, for, uh, we, we put aside the big camera and I used my phone. And honestly, I think with a little bit of some sort of steady device, almost like a, what used to be like a shotgun mount, using a shotgun mount for a phone with an external microphone, that might be all you need. Uh, Dash V says, nice, I do indie films and stuff too, written many scripts, got a film in festivals now, can't wait to see your work. That, dude, if you ever want to show, if you ever want to show any of that on this stream and talk about it, You'd be a welcome guest, man. If you wanna, if you wanna show some of that stuff and then talk about it afterwards about what you made, that'd be awesome. We do have in chat Boston actress, Boston actress, famous actress, uh, Boston, Boston actress, been some uh, big high-profile films. Um, I am in Michigan, currently in my little basement blanket fort sound isolation cave, so you can hear my rich baritone without any hint of an echo or reverb. And then sometimes I do my night-night voice, which soothes everyone into a nice, calm sleep. <laughs> I'm drinking rum today, by the way. Look, it's making my neck all red, turning into a tomato. So anyway, this particular script, the title and the story is just going to be called Dad. And the idea there is to not necessarily make it that this is someone coming to her rescue or a savior or anything. This is basically that both of them have been damaged by some external parties. She maybe wouldn't have considered necessarily getting revenge. But the father basically bringing it up, she's all in. And what we're going to skip is we're going to skip... Like, there doesn't need to be coddling. There doesn't need to be panhandling. There doesn't need to be any of that, oh, well, like... In, in, there's no ninja kung fu shit. You know, it's not like they're suddenly going to just find military weapons. But it's going to be brutal and mean. Uh, and they're going to get them. 
I feel like the last several times I've watched good, no one fucks with my family stories, it was 85% walking around, boo-hooing. I'd say another 10%, let's have some goofball montage, whatever, and then about five minutes of some very weak ass-kicking. I ain't doing that with this. Um, I want it to be very sweaty and dirty. Uh, so I'm going to be co-writing this, I think a little bit, uh, with this friend of mine. She's going to act as sort of a sounding board for some of these things. And, uh, yeah, I want this to be something that I don't want to say I would shop around. Um, I don't know if any of you are f- uh, familiar with Dana DeLorenzo, but I would love if she would ever be into a role like this. I think she would be perfect for it. But I want to avoid a lot of the, I'm just going to call them, for, at least for me, the eye rolling. <sighs> and this is going to sound shitty, but like, This is clearly written by somebody who's never thrown a gun, never lifted weights, never thrown a punch, never been punched. Like, you're trying to write tough guy shit, but, like, it just comes off so silly. And I don't want it to be silly. I don't want there to be any bathos. There's no joking around. You may watch this weekend, watch the movie The Outfit. You watch some of those old crime movies from the 70s. They don't fucking horse around. The guy's not making snide little comedy remarks. Like, he's out to kill people to get money because they killed his brother. We don't be fucking joking around. You don't be silly. You just committed to yourself that you're going to take on a crime organization. You're fucking making jokes and corny shit with Seth Rogen. <laughs> this fucking whatever his laugh is. No. I'm not doing that. I'm tired of it. I want shit to get back to some of that old school filmmaking where when you do see the violence that's on screen, it makes you a little uncomfortable. That that it's not a wow, that is so cool. Like it shouldn't really be cool. It should be kind of gross and awful. Like I liked Man on Fire. Did you guys see Man on Fire? Um <clears throat> just chilling the soothing sound of Cigar Goyle's bassy smooth voice. Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. <laughs> Started with Lethal Weapon. I I think you might be right. Yeah, cutesy. It's it's the cutesy that John like. Uh, it's just. It's so like Man on Fire. You watch Man on Fire, okay? I don't want to spoil the plot of Man on Fire, but Denzel Washington is hired to be a bodyguard for a little girl. Uh, in Mexico and they kidnapped the little girl and the little girl uh, sort of of pulls him out of a depressed state and so he just decides no, you're not going to go ahead and do that and dude, he's mean Uh, and there's a scene where he kind of is torturing this guy and the, the guy's like blubbering and has snot all over his face and everything and he's just like no, shh, shh, shh it's like you know, just tell me what you want to know, and, I, and it'll it'll be over fat. Like, uh, we'll just get this done. Like, in it's it it makes you laugh, but it's not. It makes you laugh not because it's funny or because it's tongue in cheek jokey with some quippy little one liner. 
it's because it's uncomfortably awful. Like, oh, holy shit. He's not fucking around. And that's the thing. I want a movie where they're not fucking around. Like, you know, and I, and I, and I hate this stuff too where you're like, <laughs> comfortable act. Oh, oh, owe me a Coke. Except I don't want a Coke. Can you give me another bottle of mellow corn? I'm out of mellow corn. Finish that whole bottle of mellow corn. I should probably mellow corn up for tomorrow's uh, episode. Dash V, by the way. Dash V, if you're still here and you're still listening. Tomorrow night, an hour earlier, 10 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to have a psychic and paranormal investigator guesting here on the show. She's going to be calling in via audio, and uh, we'll be able to ask her some questions, get maybe some, uh, be able, uh, get some inside information on you know, exactly how to use that equipment. What's that like? And, and, you know, how does it feel? And, uh, you know, again, uh, we are always respectful to the guests here. Uh, but you know, even, even if you're somebody who is a skeptic, maybe you still have a question that you can ask that illustrates your skepticism, but again, still is respectful. Um, all, all walks, right? So I'm very excited about that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, this this story, this script, I want to write this this year. Um, I am, when I go up north, I'm going to start picking at it. I'm going to continue. We may read this out in pieces. I've decided that this year, this is my goal. This is my creative goal. Even if I don't get it completely 100% finished and polished, I do want the major components all outlined start to finish. Um, I'm excited for that. Um, you're honestly a skeptic in spite of your history, uh, told to you by your parents. And you know what? I, I have things I believe and don't believe, but I've seen some weird shit. I also am smart enough to know that I don't know anything. Um, so, you know, maybe even just have some questions about, well, what did that sensation feel like? Or really what, you know, what is that like? Or, or, uh, how, how would you quantify a thing? You know, if, even if you're a skeptic, uh, you can ask some questions, I think that still give somebody the opportunity to answer, hopefully in a way that even if you're not convinced, at least it gives you, it's all about entertainment, right? It's about inter- entertainment and learning and sharing some, some, some new stuff on this show. So I'm hoping that that, uh, is fun for you guys. I, I try to set this stuff up with a wide variety of guests and topics, either stuff that we're just talking about here or the drawing episodes or food or whatever it is, right? <clears throat> um, Boston Actor says, is it L? I don't know what that means. Is what L? Is it L? Is it safe? By the way, if you've ever seen Marathon Man, you want to see uncomfortable violence? Marathon man. I'm telling you. Whew. There's still parts of that movie that I have to look away. Uh, Bill says, it's like my father always said. There's no such thing as luck, but scared money loses. <laughs> so Black Cat, you know what I'm talking about, right? Stuff like that. I feel like they don't do that quite the same anymore. I want to bring it back. 
I know a lot of people out there sort of get their mark for certain style. And I feel like I've got enough certain level of, I'm, the script that we've, that we've got for this story called the $1 guy. Uh, if you want, I could read you the short story of $1 guy, but the, the thing for $1 guy, there are parts of it and eh, we'll see X, Y, Z. But then, uh, you know, when we're filming it, the one guy goes, oh, well, you know, you could just realistically do this here. I said, well, that'll come in the second part, but you have to realize this guy kind of enjoys some of this a little bit. Um, so there's a component of, you know, there's realism and then there's a bit of a show. <clears throat> My guest, is it L? No, her name is Stevie Huntnick. Um, I will show you the little title opening card. Uh, she has uh, sort of a, a team that she's worked with. She's had, I think, uh, some podcast episodes or I think some, some potential broadcast they've done uh, before. But, um, nope. Yep. Boop. And to Wild Bill Flint, in regards to his father, he says, indeed he was a wise man. Something to be said for those fathers, right? Good fathers, anyway. Although some of them, even the ones that might not be so great, man, some of them still tried. Despite, you know, the, the um, inspiration for some of that there was my grandpa Alex. We talked a little bit about that on stream. He's in the Korean War. He uh, saw and I think did some stuff that he was very reluctant to talk about in detail. And it, uh, it was, uh, I think, a little bit of a stain on his soul that he could never quite get away from. And uh, I think that haunted him, troubled him, kind of until the day he died. <clears throat> and it, uh, stuff like that, I, I guess in a certain sense, then resonates with me. So, um, I tell you what, let's see. Do I still have that? Uh, yeah, okay, here's the original, here's the original short story. I'm going to read this again. Uh, Dash V, I hope you're still here. We'll read this again for you. So here was the original short story. This was turned into a script. Some pieces of this were changed slightly. But anyway, another rust sunset and he stood out there, cigar smoke trailing up. She recounted the time that they'd been together. He talked little, and when he did, it was weird. It was like he's like pushing the words into you slowly. Like he wanted to make sure you felt them and felt them unpleasantly. In the meeting with Sako, he just stood there and stared at a dirty window. When Itanako made a bit of a quick move to grab a coffee, she saw his eyes slice over to her hand like a predatory bird. It's creepy. It's like a shark, like if you, like if you move too fast, he didn't catch himself. If your movements disturbed some force in the room, he would get you. And the other time it was scorching. The guy was sweating profusely, but he never said a word about it. You know, to be a jerk, Sloan made him wait in the locked car. And when they got back, he was just sitting there, watching the wind move the weeds on the hill. And so he made some... Smart-ass comment about him being awake. 
so the man told them every move they'd made. Moves they were sure you couldn't see from the car. Although it appeared he never had gotten out. I felt like she was really disturbed by this guy. He wasn't necessarily like tough or menacing, but he was just like... It's like a repeated note that someone just keeps like playing on a piano. Just tapping over and over endlessly. His name was von Wolfener, and everyone thought they knew where he was from, Germany. He fled Germany and was wanted there for pretty much everything. But mostly, they referred to him as the $1 guy. Big Jack told her, don't talk to him. Just don't look at this guy. Just leave him alone. She couldn't help it. She went out to where he stood like a lightning rod and said, Hi! Asked if he needed anything. He just made this I'm trying to be nice smile. Didn't say anything. He just smoked. It's like a it's like a reaper with blue trails coming out of his face. Why did I call you the one dollar guy? She cursed her mistake as soon as the words left her earth tone glossed lips. And he spoke like he was talking through his teeth, a weird non accent accent. <clears throat> oh, you see, my father didn't like me very much because I cost him money. A dollars. And he was a nasty man and a drunk. And to pay for a child meant less beer. And so to get his beers one night, he offered uh, me for sale for um, one dollar in exchange to men who like to touch little boys. And then this man, when he began to touch me, I see what does, as a little boy, what, what could I do? And so I bit his neck. And they bit the piece of it out. When you do, you taste the blood and the gristle. Then I clawed my little fingers in there, and I fished around, and I tore out some pots, and in front of him I just ate them. And so I took one of his dollars, because fair pay is fair pay, yeah? And then I went home, and when my father was sleeping drunk in his bed, I smashed his head in. And I broke him where he lay, and then I lit him on fire, and I waited until he had burned along with that filthy house. And then I went off to be the terrible thing that the world had paid me to be. He took a coin from his pocket. It was old and battered. One dollar guy, it's a today when he sold me. And he turned and bored through her with eyes so intense she wanted to crawl into her shoes. And if you can afford this cost, then it will make them pay the price. Turned back towards the water and smiled. A big, broad, utterly ugly smile. There's some hidden, awful inside joke that he was referring to. And I would take a dollar for a great lot of you.
put the coin back in his pocket, and then folded his hands in front of him. He inhaled deeply through his nose and stood there regarding the world from behind whatever mask of hell it was that he wore. And so she went back inside and took a long drink of Irish whiskey, threw it up, and then locked herself in the back room and stared at the door. Despite all the barriers, she knew that he was still standing out there, that coin in his pocket. Later on in the evening, she heard him in the house. It was strange. It wasn't... wasn't like... It wasn't like you were ter she was terrified of him. It was like... It's like she hated him. There's something worse than evil about him. Something very old and serious and mean. To her dismay and reassurance, she could still see his silhouette against the blackness of the horizon. For bodyguard duty, he had been paid $100,000. She felt ill. So, that was the initial short story. So the script has a little bit of some extra stuff to it, but <clears throat> is a similar thing that uh, it it I'm so tired of the oh he's an elite. Sp Spec Ops, ex-super, ultra-military, blah-blah-blah soldier, trained by blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. I mean, something's, like, you gotta figure, if there's a guy who's willing to just, like, kill people for money, that person's probably pretty fucking sick. And if you're gonna just straight up be kind of murdering people, I don't necessarily know you need to, like, know all sorts of sweet kung fu ninja moves, because this will kill you. Uh, <laughs> Black Cat got into the neck-biting thing. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially, like, I feel like uh, a story, too, about a drunken father that sells his son to pederasts for money. I mean, that's pretty awful. And we had a hard time... <laughs> We had a hard time casting that role. And I made sure everyone who who we pitched this to, they need to know. I don't want to hide this from them because if they eventually see the footage, like, they're going to know. So we have to be upfront about the subject matter of this because it's fucking awful. And it's supposed to be fucking awful. This dude's not some sweet, ultra-cool ninja with... He's fucking the worst. Like, you don't want to be involved with people like that. Why? Because they're terrible. To do a thing like that, you would have to be terrible. That's not a soldier fighting for their country or whatever, even. Like, no, man, these people messed with me a little bit. I didn't like them. Like, I don't want them killed. Well, who are you going to hire? You're going to hire a fucking sick asshole. <laughs> he doesn't even care about the money. So what does he say? I take a dollar for a whole bunch of you. I don't really care. I'm just happy that somebody showed me where there's people that I can fucking murder because I'm kind of fucking fucked up. And so 
I like the violence sequences in the film because there's one in particular, and it was very hard to get it set up right. I'm not a, again, I'm not a small individual. Uh, I'm 6'2", I weigh 230 plus pounds. But we got it to the point where this guy walks into a room and you can't even see me. And like a trapdoor spider, I just come out of nowhere, armor on the front, and just stab him, drag him back to the ground and sort of into the darkness. And it, it happens really, really fast. It's brutal. Because um, that would be the thing. You wouldn't get into some sweet, cool ninja fight. You'd just fucking kill him. Like ambush predators, right? That's like, it's the worst. Why do you think if you were going to go into a place like that, that would be so terrifying? If there's somebody waiting for you in there, I mean, yeah, I guess you could go the super military route and they blow the place up or throw 800 pounds of hardware in there. But like, if you're local crime guys, whatever, you're not going to do that. So anyway, this dad script is a little bit of an extension further beyond that. I'd like to write something that's got a little bit more of some different characters involved. And I want to take my crack at writing a female character that I think is badass, who's going to kick ass. Uh, and the two of them fucking, they, they get their, they get their pound of flesh, you know, and there's no recriminations about it. There's no silly, Oh, don't you think you're the monster? No. You, you destroyed a thing with, you destroyed a thing that I love. And so now I'm going to fucking hurt you. So keep an eye on that. Thank you so much for the opportunity to read that to you. I really appreciate you sticking around uh, and listening to that and for your feedback. As always, I very much appreciate it. Let's finish this. As we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit, and get yourself some rest. So, 